Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hi! And today we're talking about volume 2 of Free Run Beyond Journey's End. I guess something I'll say just right off the bat that, that I really liked about this book uh, that I don't feel like we had as much of in the first one was basically the last half of this book was, you know, just like one single coherent story. Uh, mm-hmm. Or like, or like arc, I suppose you could say, mm. and and it seems like it's going to continue even further into volume three, just based on the cliffhanger we got here. Um, so that's something I'm, I, I guess I'm just excited to see more of these sorts of longer uh, conflicts, kind of, in in the series in the future. And, and not just a continuing story, but one that's filled with action. True, uh, true. Mean, not like martial arts stuff, but you know, you get to see Fern and the and the new character. In, in action and show off their skills here. Mm. Um, and I mean, you also see Frida and like, and, and what she does as well. Um, you know, her master of magic. True. True. Uh, but, but you know, she, we, we know that she has saved the world once before. So we, we know, I guess <laughs> how, how powerful she is or we should know. Although it's always, it's always fun to see just what, what level she is on. Right. But shall we start by talking about free Ren then? And something that you, told me about between like well since we recorded our, our discussion on the first volume was what her name that, that her name actually is a word in german mm-hmm. it means freeze apparently yeah like to freeze like the 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 verb uh freeze uh which mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I thought that was really cool that it, or yeah yeah fun that it, it is just a straight up german word and i mean i guess i in hindsight i feel like i should have picked up on it because i i think i pointed out flamme's name last time meaning flame in german mm-hmm. and there were other things like ende the place you're going to is just the german word for end and i think there was maybe have been something else as well um but anyway i i actually have been looking up all of the names nice in this series they are all all of them are german words and i i guess i'll i'll point them out as we get to those characters but I, I okay. just I just thought, thought that was a really fun thing that I guess you kind of sparked when you when you told me that free run <laughs> means freeze. <laughs> uh, you want to know how I came across that? I literally just typed in Frieden into Google search and it just popped up. Oh, that's German for freeze. Oh, like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's wonderful. Huh. Can you can you tell me where I can get the volume two? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, <funny. laughs> so yeah, but I think it fits kind of what her character is. Not to say that she's a heartless person because obviously right, as no. we see through the story she's she's not like that but she does kind of have a cold demeanor yeah and to be fair she has a hard time understanding or is struggling to understand exactly how humans view time and and uh how important uh 10 years are to them yeah. in comparison to her own um, understanding of time exactly but it's also interesting that you have the whole comparison or the contrast with her master being named after flame versus freeze you know that, that's yeah that's quite nice that, absolutely and i for some reason i didn't put that together until you just said it <laughs> just now <laughs> i don't know why but yeah that, that that is that is actually pretty cool fire and eyes so speaking of her master she mentions towards the beginning in one of the beginning chapters, that when they come up against this uh, demon-like creature that takes memories of people, it took on the memory of, well, how, how it takes up the image of Flamma, and she says, well, let me get to it, like, basically that her master is begging to be killed or something like that. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, last time she encountered one of those, that's what happened. 
but Fiden says, "Oh, that's normal though. Like I'm I'm used to it." It's like, wait, what do you mean you're used to it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just took that as a joke, but at the same time, maybe there is more to it because yeah, like her her master telling her to stop or something like that was what she apparently was used to. Yeah, begging begging for her life. That's what. That's it was. what. Begging, it, that's not, right. Not, not asking to be killed. I'm sorry, I I, I misquoted. Yeah, no, it was it was um, Himmel who said shoot, like shoot me. That's right. And and, that's and that right. was supposedly accurate for his person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Flamme begging, begging for her life, and that was somehow some for some reason something that Freeman was used to. I guess that, that that that's that was something I just mostly read as a joke. But at the same time, would Freeman make a joke like that? I wonder. I I don't think so. I mean, I she can she can kind of make, you know, joking remarks, but that one to me that one seems as if she's speaking matter of factly. Yeah. Like yeah, she used to do that all the time, so I'm used to it. <laughs> so I I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> that it seems it seems kind of dark. It does. It does. <laughs> and I mean, it seemed like they had a good relationship based on what we've seen and what we've heard. Right? So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I could also read it as maybe not holding, like having that much weight to it, that maybe it's just something that the mangaka put in as a little gag just for, for us readers, maybe, that maybe we shouldn't think too much about it. Although that's definitely not necessarily the case. Like, there, there could be more to it. And I guess that would be the most interesting thing. I'm going to disagree and say that's not a gag and say that there's something with Fama's backstory, like just maybe who she was, mm. that maybe she was constantly tor- being tormented by something. Um, Ooh. And in that way, was kind of begging for her life. Maybe, maybe. That would be really cool. I, I mean, I hope you're right that there is something more to that. Definitely. Yeah. It, it would just seem odd to bring that up and then she kind of just says, eh, don't worry about it. It's not pleasant. Right. You know. Absolutely. And anyway. Mm. But by the way, speaking of those, uh, those phantom demons, they're called Einsam, uh, which... In German, means lonely. Oh, I, I guess yeah, just a little, little thing that's fun to know, I suppose. Not that it, it probably doesn't have too much meaning, but but yeah, just mm-hmm. fun to know it. And I guess it makes you feel for them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, but I, I liked how it took the form of Himmel this time. Like as we talked, as we said, like in in her past yeah. encounters with these, it took the, the form of Flamme, but now it takes the form of Himmel, which kind of surprised uh, Freeran for a moment, or it it. It caught her off guard, I, I think, because she was expecting Flamme. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's nice to see how this, has, well, how, how she has changed in the last couple of years and how uh, Himmel probably means a, a lot more to her now. Indeed. Those, uh, that 100th of her lifetime really, yeah. really uh, affected her. Yeah. As, what's his name says, Aizen or the, the, the dwarf. Yeah, yeah, Eisen, exactly. Eisen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess since we're we, we mentioned Himmel, I liked kind of the uh, flashback we get to his reasonings behind all the statues, and it it, it kind of connects to Flamme and and uh, Frieden being really the only person that remembers her. Mm. So instead of you know having another instance where no one remembers Himmel and and, and their ten year journey, um, he he wants to leave these statues so that, you know, years later, um, people will still remember them. And well, n- not, not just that, but that Frieden won't be alone. Yeah. Like she, she kind of was after her master passing away. Precisely. And like, yeah. And like, it's also fun because he par- partially, he hide he hides it behind like him. He, hi- he hides it behind 
just kind of his flamboyant or or kind of vain personality but but it's fun to know, understand that there is more to it than that yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> i really like that and as we talked earlier a little bit about freerin's i guess cold side and how she well yeah how she doesn't always comp- comprehend humans and stuff like that and something i really like is how she at least throughout this book and i th- i think there were instances of it as well in the previous one she always or like there were several occasions where she believed very strongly in Fern and also in Stark and how like she she told them that they can do things on their own that they maybe didn't think they could do themselves. Um, and I think the fact that she believes in them like that and, and expresses herself like that, I think that shows, or I, I think that's a little way for her to show affection, even though, you know, she doesn't, usually show affection very easily but i think that's one of the ways that she can do that at least that's how i'm choosing choosing to look at that at those instances yeah i think that's a great way yeah Mm. definitely it makes me think about how you know frieden always remembers for his birthday yeah um but it's like (laughs) how quickly does that come for Frieden, like for us, would that be every day <laughs> that she has to like give a gift? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, you mean I, I right, know. right? I see what you mean. Because, <laughs> because, because to to her, like, you know, ten years is so minuscule, and you know, one year is even would it be even more, right? Mm. So I, I wonder if that's just like a, I don't know, a hard thing for her to not not hard, excuse me, but a very common common occurrence versus something that happens once a year for us you know yeah i mean i mean she said that three years is no time at all when when stark said how long he had been in the village right yeah yeah her <laughs> but, but yeah we we know her perception of time is very different from humans yeah it was just interesting to think about uh-huh. things that are annual you know right yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> mm, I, but although on that something that i took note of also was when she was put in the prison cell the first well, pretty much the first thing she said was i'm bored like she got bored immediately which surprised me because usually she's not like that so i I don't know if that was because of it being you know like she she was imprisoned like she hadn't chosen to be there necessarily maybe that or or, you know maybe also she didn't have any grimoires at the time you know oh that yeah be be reading true true i think yeah i think that's a good explanation (laughs) and apparently freerin has killed more demons than anyone else in history <laughs> so, like, wow, uh, that is really impressive. <laughs> Frieden the Slayer. <laughs> yeah, she has lived a long time. Uh, to be fair, but but still, like in history, she is the one who the demons, at least, uh, claim to be the one who has slayed the most of them. I mean, it, it makes sense since she was part of the the group that took down the Demon King. True, but it is cool to see just how much the demons in a way fear her and the legend that she's built up Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely in that same chapter we learned that she was the one that helped the humans research magic yeah and change the demon uh human killing magic Mm -hmm. to one that actually kills demons right yeah yeah i get that wasn't something i had expected because at least from the first book we or at least i got the impression that humans were a bit more i guess capable <laughs> well, well capable in kind of coming up with kind of in reinventing things and inventing things uh-huh. um th- compared to elves because 
I, at least I, I got the impression from Freerun that they just take their time really, like, it take a really long time doing pretty much anything, so mm-hmm. humans would be more efficient at, well, progressing magic that they use, for example. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it was fun to see that she had also had a hand in that, and supposedly a big hand in it. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of her and, like, elves in, in general, what we learned also in this book was how there aren't very many elves left in the world. In fact, most people probably have never seen one at all, and even Freerun hasn't seen another elf in over 400 years. Uh, yeah. All, all of this because elves supposedly lack romantic and reproductive instincts and are apparently slowly going extinct because of that. Yeah, that, not great for keeping up a, a race, I guess. <laughs> not at all, sadly. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought that was an interesting take on the elf race, you know, in, yeah. in fantasy. I'm, I'm curious, you know, what's her parent situation? I mean... Yeah. I mean, I guess someone has to make sure this race doesn't die out, but, you know, have they passed away or are they just separated? Like, mm. I don't know. She hasn't right. seen one in over 400 years, like you said, so maybe it's not something that she's seeking after. I mean, she's never said that, oh, I'm looking for other elves. Ever. Precisely, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't seem too bothered by it. Yeah. And I guess for her, it's just like, Whenever she dies, if she, you know, if worst case scenario, if she would be the last elf when she eventually dies of old age or something, maybe she wouldn't really care. Like, maybe she doesn't have that strong of a connection necessarily to, uh, like, the elven race or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope we learn more about um, the elves in this world and maybe their backs are, like, you know, I, I understand, like, they're dying out, but why was then essentially all alone? Um, and, and, you know, I guess she had her master, but, you know, how long was she alone before that happened? Yeah. Or was she not? I don't know. That, that, that'd be some really cool backstory to get, I think. Absolutely. And I'm sure at some point we're going to meet at least another elf uh, in the story. And that, that, that should be fun to, I, I guess, to... Just to meet another character that's also an elf to see kind of how different would that character be from Freerun, for example, uh, mm. is something that I'm curious to see also. Because may- maybe not all elves are this uh, slow <laughs> or <laughs> like uh, lax about everything. You know, well, you know. And that's, that's something I wanted, I wanted to ask you. Do you think that since they don't have the, uh, I guess, desire to reproduce... And what what was the other thing? Desire to reproduce, or like, and ro- romance in general. Yeah, and romance. Are they kind of cold and a similar personality to Frieden, or mm. they do have like different types of people? I don't know. I mean, I I hope so. Although at the same time, I'm sure at least the average elf doesn't have the same drive as a human because. Well, they don't need to. They don't. They 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 have like almost an infinite amount of time to do everything that they want to do. Meanwhile, humans don't. So I I, th- I think that's probably something that could be said for at least uh, most of the elves in this world. That said, though, I think they there's surely still different personalities that like that 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 would make another elf distinctly different from Freer and I'm sure, or I hope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I I I think that. 
they'll behave similarly to Frieden and maybe even more distant. I think mm. Frieden's journey has really changed her and make and you'll see how much she understand better understands humans and maybe that's part of the elfish downfall or the, the, what's leading to their extinction is that they refuse to understand other races and uh, you know learn from the humans and the dwarves or whatever. Yeah, but, that... uh, although we don't really know the dwarf status, but yeah, mm, that's mm, something that... I think could happen and maybe Frieden will kind of stand up and 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 maybe that's why she doesn't want to be around elves because she doesn't agree with their viewpoint mm. maybe maybe yeah i think i think that's a really good idea and i guess that could also explain why humans or why people don't really see or meet a lot of elves that maybe they just purposely keep away from from humans and the rest of the world mm-hmm. uh, even though surely there are there are few to be fair but but still like yeah. even even the few that do exist might a lot of them might just keep away on purpose anyway I wonder, do they have any desire to learn all these magic spells like Fiden does? Obviously, we, we we know that she there's a there's a certain reason um, that she's kind of obsessed with <laughs> learning these interesting spells. But hmm. what about other elves? Do they care to grow in magic? Do they? What do they keep? <laughs> what do they use their time for? You know. True. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, could be all sorts of things. But it's funny because, at least traditionally, I feel like elves are usually viewed as a pretty magic-capable yeah, race exactly. in, a lot of, in a lot of other f- fantasy stories. So if that isn't the case here, I, I think that, that that could be pretty pretty cool or like a mm-hmm. fresh take on, on the elves. Yeah. My last little little note on, on Freerun is just how strongly she, rea- she reacted when Stark called her old hag. She did not <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, he's gonna... He's in trouble. Yeah, she's gonna find a way to get back at him. <laughs> uh, in that same chapter... Well, actually, no, it's in the next chapter, but it's the same scene, actually. Mm. When she's trying to carry all the all the... <laughs> The prizes from yeah. from the nest, and she ends up in that same position that was so common in the first volume. I hope that's a running gag. I really hope. Yeah. We, you just see her, just you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but in that position. Yes, absolutely. Stuck. It's great. What else on Freerun? I think that's it. Then let's move on to Fern. And last time when we talked about Fern, I I kind of went over my notes on her age and how she aged as the story went on and kind of where mm. basically what age she was at in each of the chapters of the previous book. However, in this book, it was very simple because this entire book took place 28 years after the death of Himmel. So she is still 17, just as she was at the end of the previous book. I knew you would do the math for me. <laughs> even well, though yeah. there was no math involved. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not this time. It was, yeah, very simple. Yeah, I mean, last time, like... This, the, the the previous book, the first book, spanned over so many years. Meanwhile, this one didn't really the time time did barely pass at all. I kind of figured that was that would be the case with the pacing of the story. Like right. the first, yeah, I think we just even discussed this in the previous. I think we did, yeah. Yeah, thing that, that it would slow down greatly. Hmm. Um, although maybe I didn't think this would all happen in one year. Right, but but yeah, at, at least 
I mean, I mean, I, I think this is good, because oh yeah, if absolutely. it continued at the pace it was, then you know, oh, yeah. Fern would be long dead probably. <laughs> well, yeah, we by the time they got to the end, we would be getting through uh, some great grandchildren here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but um, Fern's name means remote or like far away in German. Oh. Um, it's uh, I, I guess I had a little bit of a hard time kind of relating that to her character, I guess, because uh, mm. I think a lot of the other ones are more obvious. I, I I guess, yeah. I mean, I haven't I guess I haven't put put too much thought into it yet. But do you have any spontaneous spontaneous ideas as to why her that might be her name? So first off, fern. When I think of that in English, I think of a plant. Um, oh, a, a plant that is literally called fern. Oh, I see. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's spelled F E R N. Ah, I see. I see. So, as for the meeting far away, I don't. She doesn't feel like a person that's distant, or like you know, she's lost in thought or anything like that. No, no, right. I mean, I get. Well, I guess she is sometimes. When when she's thinking back on Hydra and stuff like that, for example. But I think that's a different thing, that's kind not, of. Cause, yeah. Because um, I I also didn't feel like it made sense with like being like a distant as a person. I. Didn't really f- feel mm-hmm. that way either. Well, actually, I mean, I, I I don't feel like she's necessarily closing herself off, but the way, I guess, her kind of personality towards Stark is not one that she's not immediately open and she kind of mm. doesn't really take to him or you know, really want to be friends with him. and And she does call everybody... You know, master something, uh, probably using Sama or something like that. Right. So maybe there is that distance of, True. I don't really want to get to know you on a friend basis. But again, right. I'm I'm just pulling that out of my, out of my hat. <laughs> right, right. No, but I I, I mean could could be could be something like that. I I especially liked your idea like like of having well well your your example with calling everyone master and stuff like that. I think was a good example. But uh, I I had another very very kind of shallow idea uh and i don't know if it has if it actually has anything to do with what the mangaka intended but she's a mage and she is able to use spells from a distance ah uh, hey you know i think that's a pretty good reason a good enough reason <laughs> perhaps especially um, since in her introduction arc or chapter mm. she had to ch- had to shoot that rock from such a far away Oh yeah, that's true. Point. Uh, and I, another thing that we were introduced to very early about her character is kind of one of her specialities. Kind of when it comes to magic and mana, is to conceal her mana from other mages. Uh, was the thing that we learned very early on uh, when she was a child, because mm. Freerin didn't detect her until she was very close by. Uh, I think like one of the first or one of one of the early times, at least when they met. Mm-hmm. And I guess closing her mana off closing herself off kind of like that as we were talking about at the beginning kind of being remote in in that kind of way perhaps but maybe maybe that's too far-fetched i don't know <laughs> uh i think that Farron's personality really kind of comes to its own in this one yeah I mean, obviously it was growing in the first and you could see she was getting a little exasperated with uh, feed in and it's like okay how long are we gonna stay here for like yeah right i don't have as long as you do uh-huh. um and then but then this one especially with the introduction of stark you, mm. you you can see how she interacts with people and maybe um thinks differently in some ways but also 
needed some another person who, according to her, is normal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, right. Feeding is not normal to a human. <laughs> no, no, for sure. <laughs> no, but I, I, I absolutely agree. I think, I think she definitely grew in my eyes uh, after having read this book. Well, I think both she and and Freerin did. Uh, but, but yeah, I think, I think maybe, probably especially Fern. So yeah, it's it's been great, great to see. And I mean, she she misses Heiter a lot, as we kind of understand. Yeah. And we 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 kind of knew probably from from the previous one but it's it's nice to see to see that followed up on in this one here and and how how i guess i didn't really put it together that when they decided to go to and the at, at the end of the previous book that one of the things that she wants to do there is to well to talk to Heiter again that's great that's sweet that that should be nice you know when they whenever they get there <laughs> it's not something that I, that I thought about but yeah you're right i mean they're going to a place where you could talk to the dead so might as well <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and yeah and it is funny how she continues to be kind of like a mother figure for for free or, or, right? or like she, she, she at least kind of takes on that role it's <laughs> so great and like she, she she rewards her for for waking up early and stuff like we that. must praise her when she behaves well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, felt, I felt so sorry for for stark in that scene he was he's, he was like massaging her and he was like what the hell am i doing <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah yeah <laughs> You know, we talk about Frieden being cold, and I'm not saying like Fern is 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 necessarily like, you know, a mean person, but she throws some of the, like the coldest one-liners, like mm-hmm. really, like for example, for example, <laughs> when she uses the spell to, you know, see through clothes, she she knows what she's doing. She turns over and looks at Stark. Almost like, okay, well, might as well see if there's something interesting over here. <laughs> and then she's like, wow, that's small. Or is it, it's small. So small. <laughs> oh, yeah, so small. Yeah. <laughs> Not even it's small. It's so small. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I just think, emotional damage. Yeah. Oh, like, my. I mean, I mean she, she, I think, straight up destroyed both... I mean, especially him, but but also Freeran there when she was like, "Oh, that that's not particularly interesting," or whatever she said <laughs> <laughs> uh, when she looked at Freeran. Uh, now, yeah, she definitely was uh, very savage. I, I think to both of them, but yeah, especially to poor Stark. Absolute savage. Absolute savage. Yeah. <laughs> and then, there's was... another moment where she looks at at Stark and it's just like pathetic you know <laughs> like she doesn't say pathetic but the look that she's given him is like you know any of those memes where you just got a person looking down just pathetic yeah. is it when she says that he's a pain in the ass or something is it that no time? it's not that one but that but that let's talk about that one too that one is yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a funny moment <laughs> because she goes from you know the super polite to just like get your butt over here and help me mm-hmm. idiot <laughs> such a pain in the butt um uh, there's no there's no middle ground with her, I guess. No. <laughs> uh, but but you know she has a sweet side too. Like when she realized that Stark was a normal person, you know, when they were at the at that cafe place. Uh huh. And, and she yeah yeah she, she was just really happy about that it seemed. And I thought I thought that I thought that was a sweet moment from her, like a a side of her that was was you know not 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 too much and not too little of of I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, I think there was a couple moments where she came to understand Stark in particular. Right. Uh, the first one being 
seeing how strong he is um, and that, you know, he just has these fears he's overcome. And then she gives him advice or her experience on how she eventually overcame that and, and trusted in the training that her, their, her master gave to him. And so mm. therefore he can trust in his training. And then the other one was when they were on that bridge and Stark was explaining his dream, you know, she listened very intently and uh, said, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's try to fulfill that dream. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think obviously she's a sweet girl, but she can be a savage when she wants to. <laughs> For uh, sure. <laughs> it, 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 uh, like she's quick. I feel like she's pretty quick to judge people. And if she doesn't like something, I guess she'll let you know, not in an annoying way, but in a oh my gosh I fear for my life kind of a way or just or this or actually no not fear for my life more like uh, I wish I was never born <laughs> <laughs> right and but I mean yeah I, I do agree she is quick to judge people but she's also quick to kind of turn around as well uh, based on the the very nice moments that that she did have with Stark that we've talked yeah. about so I think you know it's 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 good as well <laughs> no uh, yeah absolutely absolutely mm. uh, that by the way that pathetic th- frame i was i was thinking of hmm. it's when it it's before the the see-through clothes spell it's when they they first meet him he talks about how he's afraid of the dragon oh and she's like this this guy's hopeless let's find someone else <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> that famous. yeah oh my god yeah she yeah she I, I, again she really grew for me this volume like it's fun to see, like okay because she really has these several sides to her character now that like that that we know of uh so right. it's, it's really yeah it makes her feel more real and more enjoyable i just had one more line uh when she's talking to food and he's like you see unlike you i'm a good girl <laughs> like, oh yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know how that's supposed to be read is that supposed to be read as you know just it, it, sarcastically in a way like this is this is Anybody who's a good person would do this, hmm. or is she, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was a funny line. Maybe a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, but uh, about what I talked about earlier, or mentioned earlier, about how well one of her kind of magic specialities being that she can conceal her mana very well. I, I really liked how that came into play at the end of this book with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Linia, that that one demon girl who uh-huh. was supposedly very good at detecting mana, but even uh, she couldn't detect uh, ferns. So, just cool, cool to see that again, I guess, and to to know that 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 ability of hers hasn't been forgotten. It's impressive to see that these two people going on a journey with Frieden are quite competent. It seems even in oh, yeah. the face of very powerful demons. Right. Um, maybe, maybe not against the the big bad that Fiden was um, about to fight at, at the end there, but mm. you know, these those two demons that were in the final chapter that they were fighting uh, didn't seem like put mere pushovers. So the fact that they were able to go head to head with them is quite impressive. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome that. Yeah. Like sure, Fiden is miles miles ahead of both of them. Surely, uh-huh. but 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 still, yeah, they are both incredibly capable. At what they do, I I agree. And actually, that that was something. Go that, humans! Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was something that that uh, Lugner pointed out about Fern, like her resemblance to Freerin, like after after they had left, like at the very end of the book. Ah. Uh, he pointed out that 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 she reminded him, or yeah, yeah, she reminded him of Freerin, 
so it, it's nice to know just how much she has. Well, short sh- sh- like well, she is her own mage, surely, but she has picked up on a lot of things from her master, which you know makes mm-hmm. sense. But it, it's fun mm-hmm. to, to know that I think. Yeah. And 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 to know that other characters in the world pick up on that as well. Absolutely. And my last thing on Fern was how she she feels like Freerun doesn't have much interest in her. Uh, she, she she talks to when she talks to Aysen at the beginning. I think she, well, I I think it's safe to say that she she's misunderstanding Freerun. I think deep down Freerun does care about her and does have an have interest in her. Absolutely. But obviously, yeah, as we've said, Freerun struggles with kind of showing those sorts of well, showing her affection uh, in ways that I guess humans are usually used to. Mm-mm. But yeah, I I guess it's I I don't know I don't necessarily have a point to make about this, but I I. I'm interested in seeing how this is going to kind of keep going, I guess, as the, as the story continues for Fern. Like, how how and when is, is she going to understand that that mm-hmm. Freerun does indeed care about her and have interest in her? I think going back to my birthday discussion, for for Freerun, those birthdays are seem much more frequent than mm. to Fern, right? You know, yeah. that's one of the occurrence, but to Freerun, one year is nothing. So, and I'm not saying that's the only way that Frieden shows interest in her or takes interest in her, but I think that that in and of itself is probably a, a huge gesture, um, and it shows that Frieden is thinking about her frequently, at least in Frieden's understanding and of, of time and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, the thing I I said before about how she so openly supports and believes in Fern. Right. Uh, I think also shows Absolutely. that. Mm-hmm. So anything else on Fern? No, I really like her. I'm, yeah. <laughs> pretty cute. Absolutely. Then let's talk about Stark next. And his name in German, and actually also in Swedish, coincidentally, although, I mean, I guess there are some overlaps between many of the Germanic languages, but uh, Stark means, or Stark, or Stark, I guess, uh, means Stuck. strong in German and in Swedish. Oh, gee, I wonder why that yeah. is. <laughs> so yeah, in his case, it was very easy to understand why Stark means strong. So th- I think it makes sense. I think it, I think it makes sense for Fern to be distant now, understanding that, because like you said, distant is magic. Like you attack from mm. far away. So oh, I think yeah. that makes sense because oh. strong is what a warrior is. Oh yeah, that that is at least in their cases, it's tied to their kind right, of right. Yeah, I guess in freedom combat specialities. Yeah, but but I mean, a little different. But free, free, I mean, free and Flame are are kind of in the same vein as each other. Meanwhile, Stark and, and Fern could be in the same vein as each other. Like it could be kind of paired paired like that. Like, I guess. Are Goodness. you already shipping those two? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I'm not, but no, I, I could, no, I I could definitely see myself doing it uh, very soon, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess since we're, because since I brought it up my bed, I, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I don't want to like jump on the bandwagon too quickly, you know, but it's, right. like, you could see something happening. I Absolutely. know some people, you know, as soon as just two people say hi to each other, they're just like, yes, ship it so hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, there's got to be some sort of, you know, interest in the other person and while they are getting to know each other on their journey it's not necessarily a 
interest, you know, a, a, a deep wanting to know this other person or care for the other person per se. Right. And, I mean, yeah, they don't really know each other that well yet. And, um, you know, there can just be friends. Uh, for sure. a possibility. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that being all said, I like the dynamic these two have right now. Yes. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here and would not be against shipping it eventually. <laughs> I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat there. <laughs> cool. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So I, similarly to Fern, Stark also, I think, misunderstood his master. Uh, like like we, we said, like, like, like uh, Fern doesn't understand that, that Freerin cares about her. I think uh-huh. similarly, Stark misunderstood Aizen, uh, you know, thinking that Aizen was mad at him for running away yeah. and like those sorts of things. So I, I think it's nice to see that similarity between him and and Fern. And another similarity I th- I, I saw was also, um, or wait, there was no other similarity. Never mind. <laughs> you lie. I lied. Uh, no, no, but I, I was gonna, I was gonna call back to another thing we talked about in the in the Fern discussion is how I, I, I really appreciate how well his honesty about his fears uh, like and, and about his emotions and all of that um, and uh, how open he can be about that and obviously it as we learn it's a trait that he shares with Eisen uh, no actually it was it was something that <laughs> I'm sorry I, I'm, I'm all over the place right now it was a similarity between, between him and Fern so yeah right. uh, basically I think it's cool that Stark and Fern both have picked up a lot of things from their respective masters. As we talked about how the, the demon Lugner pointed out the, the similarity between Fern and, and mm-hmm. Freerin, Stark also has similarities to the man that trained him. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just the, the cowardliness, but just how strong they are and everything. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's cool to see that that um, comparison or you know what's been passed down and also about um stark and and fern is fern i guess i mentioned this earlier but fern was hesitant and, and afraid to attack her first monster you know right. that she had that cowardly moment and then it was able to cheer up stark in the end with that and i i, I think in, in that they kind of share something in common although i guess it's fair to say while fern does show some hesitancy in certain situations like especially if if she knows a foe is going to be a little too difficult like she, maybe she doesn't want to doesn't want anything of, with that but mm. it's not to the extent of stark's cowardness cowardliness you know right mm. um, anyway so I, I i just love how how much of an absolute beast stark is because yes Ison is strong but Ison feared him. Like, you yes, know, there's right. a reason why he punched him and gave him that scar. It's uh, because it was he, he couldn't control himself because this aura he was this man was emitting. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the dragon can, could sense it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be amazing to see Stark's like growth from here. If if the great warrior Ison is, is afraid of him. <laughs> For sure. I mean, he's exactly. He's already incredibly strong. So, like, in in combat, like, he's already incredibly capable. I feel like the area where I am hoping to see the most growth from him is in his 
well, self-confidence and his self-worth because mm, yeah. he keeps constantly, he's underestimating himself and his abilities. And yeah, yeah I, I guess that, that's something that I absolutely expect to, to see him improve upon as the story continues. Agreed. Mm. And, and, you know, he's a, he's a pretty likable guy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, not conceited at all. And um, I guess it has to do with his lack of self-confidence, but, he's, but he seems to be a humble guy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think uh, it, it, it'll be great to see that growth, like you said, and hmm. see how he, I guess, grows and furthers the relationship he's established with these two. Absolutely. The goal that I was mentioning earlier in, in the Fern discussion was wanting to bring back silly yet fun memories to Eisen, his master. Hmm. And I thought that was that was very sweet and yeah. a, a really a, a nice goal to have. And I could see why Fern would be, you know, supportive of that goal absolutely yeah i agree it was really sweet and yeah just to know that he he wants to you know repay eisen for all the stories that he told him yeah so by telling some stories of his own and i really hope he's gonna be able to do that you know that he will be back in time for you know before eisen dies of old age to tell those stories about about the journey yeah well while there you know is a timer of sorts it, it it sounded like to me that at least at after he stated his goal that Stark thinks that Eisen will have a, a fair amount of time left. Yeah, right. Um, so I hope he's right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I hope he's right as well. Um, but I, I think we were talking in the previous volume. Oh, how long will will Eisen still be around? Yeah. But potentially, <laughs> at least alive, maybe a while. I don't know if he'll show up again in the book or not, but we'll see. For sure. Mm. So anything more on Stark? Nope. Cool. Then the rest of the ones are, are smaller, of course, but uh, I'm just going to go over s- quickly the, 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 the previous party. Sure. Mostly for their names right now, but yeah. uh, starting with Himmel, I think I actually may have mentioned it last time that it means sky. Oh. Both in German and in Swedish, actually, also. It means sky, but it also means heaven. It means both of those words. Um, okay. So. Oh, you know. I mean, he he was the first one to go to heaven. I guess you true. could say. And <laughs> uh, out of the party members. True. You know what's funny in in one of the chapters uh, after Stark had joined the party, he mm. asks, "By the way, where are we going?" And oh yeah, Frieden says heaven. That's right. So I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. But anyway, uh, then we have Heiter, and his name in German means cheerful, uh, which also I think makes sense. He he is definitely yeah. a cheerful guy. He 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 usually tries to you know cheerful, the, he, he's the one to cheer everyone up when when they start or yeah. you know when when Freedom was starting to, starting to speak uh, like kind kind of boringly, but uh, you're right. And then Eisen means iron in German. Uh, I guess fitting mm. for a dwarf. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. um, and I mean he's That's wearing a stereotype. An iron, iron helmet, iron axe, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, by the by the way, did you have anything else on Eisen? Uh, Eisen himself, just something he said actually. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess this is about the story overall, but I'll, I'll mention it here. Mm-hmm. He says other things happen at Inda, and he mentions that when when Frieden is is talking in her sleep. So I oh, wonder yeah. if. Free Frieden was remembering and the dream and what exactly happened that would be so I guess maybe traumatic right. uh, that she would kind of 
be uncomfortable while, while sleeping. Um, True. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that much for some reason, but yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. I guess you are taking down the Demon King, but maybe. But what if what mm. if she? You know, what if she saw Flemma when they went to go kill the Demon King because he had his uh, castle there? Although, I don't know if Frieden knew that was where it was at the time. You know, True. Yeah, I, I, it seemed in the last volume that that was uh, so, like that, that was news to her. It right. seemed like so maybe least. not. Mm. Yeah. But but yeah, at the very least, like maybe there is something in her past that's haunting her or something. Like regardless mm-hmm. of what it is, like it might not necessarily be from her journey with you know the hero party oh yeah it could go even farther yeah right mm. yeah because she has led a long life <laughs> that's true at least a thousand years <laughs> mm. but moving on a little bit to graf granite and his name well graf means graph like with, but with the spelled with ph in, in english um it it it, it just means that and granite is the German word for, or granat, I think is pr- the pronunciation, uh, is the Eng- German word for garnet, like the the, the rock. I guess, it, you know, it's, it's like a gemstone kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So it fits mm-hmm. for like some kind of royal or noble person like that. But couldn't a uh, graph also be like a count or an earl? Like a, like, a, like a role kind of a thing? Oh, like in this world, you mean? No, not in, in our world. Or- Oh, oh! I, actually, maybe it is. I, I just don't know of it if, if it is. <laughs> but if that is the case, then that might just be what it, what it's supposed to be then. Yeah. So Graf is a historical title of a of the German nobility, usually oh. translated as count. I see. Oh, I didn't. G R A F, right? G R A F. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Uh huh. Cool. Cool. Then yeah, then that's what that is. Uh, so I, I guess coincidentally, it it is also the German word for just literally a graph. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but like yeah a mathematical no, that, graph kind of a yeah, thing right yeah yeah uh <laughs> same 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 spelling uh in uh, in swedish as well actually for that uh, uh as well as granat uh well the the surname or or maybe that's his first name uh if if graph is just a title anyway yeah i think graph may be the title because he, yeah, yeah. he does seem to be some sort of figure you know? yeah like he's the leader of that town or something like that right. it seems or his family has been for generations. Like, well, you better not speak to me like that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, no, but I. I think. I think you're absolutely right. That. That's good. Um. But anyway, was there anything more on him? Uh no, no. I. I honestly don't expect to see much more of him. Maybe. Maybe he'll be like, "Thank mm-hmm. you so much for saving us." No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um. Uh, then moving on to Lord Lügner, and Lügner in German means liar. <laughs> So, uh, very, very fitting, I suppose. You're luckily no one here speaks German, otherwise we'd be very suspicious of you. <laughs> yeah, right? Lord Liar. <laughs> um, no, I think, yeah, maybe too much on the nose. Although for anyone who doesn't speak speak German, I mean, it's, no, it's, it, it doesn't, it's, it's not. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it's actually a very, it's not the exact same word in Swedish, but it's very similar. Basically, switch oh. out that U with the, with the dots for an O with two dots instead, and you, not not exactly, but you almost have the, the Swedish word for for liar. But anyway, I will say at at first when when he was just had recently been been introduced and we saw Freeran immediately doubting him and stuff like that, 
-hmm. in my head i was like mm, but but what if he actually turns out to be trustworthy and like a <laughs> a decent fella. Uh, uh -huh. I, I I really and I wanted that kind of to be the case because I really uh, like well yeah because yeah, I I guess I wanted or part of me at least wanted Freeran to be wrong about her assumption about about uh. that guy. Uh, but then obviously that very much turned out to not be the case. And and just about about demons in general, we were made to believe or to understand that demons just are bad regardless of well well the situation or anything i mean yeah they're like monsters yeah right they yeah they they truly they truly are but but like before we understood that through through this book i i was trying to hold on to the idea that well what if it's not that black and white i guess uh, so my thinking behind it all was there have been so many instances where oh wow demons are actually good well i say so many instances as of late, um, especially oh, yeah. within these kind of fantasy mm. story, uh, well, particularly like manga and anime, it's yeah. you know, the demons. Oh no, they're just misunderstood, or yeah. they're not bad creatures. I mean, um, Demon Slayer. Okay, Demon Slayer. <laughs> regardless, although they even try to make you sympathize or make you, you know, feel sorry for the demons in that one. True. It doesn't. It's not That's so true. much in this one. No. Although the the backstory with Himmel and, and that girl who, you know, killed the mayor and everything. Mm. I think there was a bit of emotional manipulation there that kind of, it, it's kind of hard to like understand like how, how to feel about that. Uh, but obviously, it, it, you know, it, it's just a, a monster trying to use human speech in order to, um, I guess, kill and eat. But Precisely. Anyway, I like the fact that they didn't, go with the no demons are actually good they're just misunderstood um mm. kind of concept and yeah. i think it, it it takes like the the demons are just malicious and uh, mischievous uh beings and you know it runs with it and is it, it's kind of refreshing in that way actually yeah that, that's funny yeah I, I i like having heard you say that now i i completely agree with it and it, it's really it's fresh that they're going back to the roots, kind of, of, of what demons originally were. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but because, no, because you're absolutely right. Lately, in a lot of media, yeah, it has been a bit more gray, kind of, around what demons are and or like where mm -hmm. they stand. Uh, but obviously, demons at the core, what they originally were, was just this, these purely evil beings. And right. and yeah, yeah. So it is it is fresh to go back to the the origins of them in that in that sense. I like that. Yeah, and and I like how. They don't understand human emotions. Like they don't understand, you know, family units and, and yeah. things like that. It's it's very fascinating aspect of it. So it's not just the fact that they're, you know, evil beings. They are in entirely different species. Uh, was that was that she know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was cute. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, that entirely different species. And just a different mentality that's being explored here that mm. I would argue you don't really see in, in some other um, iterations of demons. Yeah. So I'm excited to see. I mean, I don't expect it to be in the story the whole the whole time, but I'm sure, especially since we have like a number, you know, for the, here if I can, of how many demon lords. 
there were... Well, there were seven uh, Sages of Destruction. That's what it was, yeah, yeah. But then, like, that, that guy... Uh, from the previous book who had done who had like created the like the inventor of that offensive spell that killing spell uh mm-hmm. he was a sage of chaos or something like that i think they mentioned in this book so he mm-hmm. like maybe the sages of destruction aren't the only like the seven sages of destruction aren't, aren't the only big bads or something you know maybe good point uh, so yeah there's potential to see more demons or uh, i guess other malicious things and see what their views on the world are as well. Mm. W- one other thing I want to mention about the demons is the the concept of using human speech as as a way to get free, but also to trick humans. Like uh, it's so it's so devious, and you wouldn't really think about yeah. that because we we're so focused on oh, you hear something speak and be able to communicate. It, you know, it must be human. It must it must be okay. Um, but then they use that to their advantage. It's like oh, it's just so so evil. And manipulative. Uh, it, it is kind of scary to think about, but but also but interesting because of that. Yeah, I think it was really just interesting and kind of eerie, kind of kind of scary a little bit that the demons they they know of all these words like mother and father and all of that, but they mm. have no idea of what it means. Yeah, like it. I I just found that really interesting and just so kind of alien of and which which they're supposed to feel alien yeah. but I, and, and i think the 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 mangaka really they're, they're really able to pull that vibe off with these mm-hmm. with, with the demons through by 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 writing them and, and like portraying them the way they are and i think it provides another contrast that you know, we were mentioning comparisons and contrasts this entire discussion this one i think is contrast between Frieden being not not human herself, but learning, trying to understand humans and, and their emotions and whatnot. Not mm. to say she doesn't have those emotions herself, but then you have demons who, you know, don't understand any of those concepts yeah. in, in using them in, in that way. So, I, you know, again, I wonder about Frieden and her parents, but yet, and yet she doesn't have that, that normal, I guess, family situation. Normal is not the right word, but... Typical mm. family situation, I guess. Right, right. Um, and so it, it kind of provides comparison with the demons who that sort of family unit just doesn't exist within their within their society. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like Freerun is still on the same scale kind of as the humans are. Yeah. Like even though maybe far, far off. Mm-hmm. But the demons aren't even on the scale. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, anything more on, on uh, Lord Lugner? No. Then I guess a little bit on Aura the guillotine. Well, her name I think is it, well. It it just means literally like Aura, like like the 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 same spelling. It's just pronounced I think Aura instead of Aura. Um, um, I'm fighting Shino a little bit, and for, if if she has been heard throughout this discussion at some points, uh, just for anyone who doesn't. Well, well, no, no one listening knows because I told James this off recording. But <laughs> she is, she is in heat right now, uh, for her first time ever. She is just over eight months old, and uh, she is, uh, she's a horny kitten right now, uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, and yeah, she she she's a little bit wild and uh, and and loud at times, but you know. Uh, I I've only heard her once, I think. 
cool, so. cool. That that's good at least. <laughs> I I've been trying to hold her like in my arms and kind of have have her lay in my lap for most of this discussion. But anyway, anyway, Aura or Aura, as we said, one of the seven sages of destruction and supposedly one of the Demon King's favorites. And what actually what I thought was the most interesting about her was that we learned from Fern, I think it was that. Aura or Aura regained her powers 28 years ago. So that was the same amount of years ago as, well, when Himmel died. Mm. So I wonder, or like, I kind of feel like his death probably possibly allowed her like to, to regain her powers somehow. Like maybe she had been maybe sealed somehow through something that was tied to Himmel's life maybe. Or I mean, uh, at least I feel like it's not a coincidence that it happened at the same time. Yeah, I think that's a strong possibility. I actually didn't even think about that time frame, and that's when Himmel dies. You're exactly mm. right. So it's got to be related. Right, right. Some way. And I, well, my last thing on Aura is like she's holding a pair of scales, mm-hmm. and I wonder a lot, like weighing scales. Right. Um, and I wonder. If that has any significance, like, is it supposed to symbolize something, perhaps, or, or does she like use it as a weapon somehow? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope the next volume will will give us an explanation to that. Yeah, it is an interesting design choice. Yeah, I hope it's not just aesthetic. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I hope I hope there is something more to it. Yeah, <laughs> in some in some way at least. Yeah. Did you have anything more on her? Why is her name Guillotine? I... Her title, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her title, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I just feel like it's probably because she's maybe, maybe she's killed a lot of enemies, <laughs> like something mm. like that. Maybe, just like a title she got, perhaps. Fair. I, I, I am very interested in seeing her, like more of her in the next book, because uh, she seems interesting. Like she seems, well, she, she seems like a major threat. Uh, so I'm, and like even, even Freeran seemed to be. At least a little bit intimidated by her, right? So should be interesting to see more of her. But then moving on to the demon servants Linia and Drat. Well, and, and I, I really just want to point out what their names mean. Actually, <laughs> uh, okay. Linia is the same as in Swedish as well. German and Swedish happens to have the same thing here, where it means line, like a line, is is what is what, is what her name means. And Drat, the guy that dies. In the prison cell, his name means wire. So their their names are like, ah. well, there's a correlation between their two names. Um, not not all, well, I mean, and, and obviously it makes sense with his magic. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I was going on about. It's like, oh yeah, yeah he's using right. a wire. Yeah. Plus, I feel like line and wire, you know, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Or, or like mm-hmm. there there's a similarity there. I wonder if line has something to do with her abilities as well. Um. Or if she, if if she if, if her name is just meant to kind of mirror his name, I I don't know. Hmm. The only thing that we know of her, like that's kind of special, is that she's supposedly very good at detecting mana, or like detecting of the other mages. But maybe, I, maybe there's more to her. To be fair, the the Mister Liar or Count Liar, he <laughs> has some sort of blood manipulation magic, like his own blood, right? True. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe the name doesn't have anything to do with the power, right? but I guess it did in Wire's case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I I don't have anything more on any other characters. So if you have anything left, uh, go for it. I I think I've 
said everything I want to. Uh, awesome. What I'm expecting for the next volume, it, it's got to be the, the the fight between Frieden and Aura, you know, and see how that yeah goes down. For sure. <laughs> and and I guess the, the fight between uh, Lagner, you know, the liar and, and the line. <laughs> for sure. Like, well, yeah, just in general, to see this conflict continue is something I'm yeah. just really excited to see. And um, I, I expect it to last at least for most of the next book. Uh, oh, most of the next book? Okay. Maybe this is wishful thinking. Uh, but I, I feel like there still could come a lot from from this. Like, Fair. Uh, from, from this conflict here. Yeah. I'm sure it's already gone longer than most arcs, I suppose, in, in this book. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily, but I, I, I'm, I'm hoping for it. I guess be at least half of the next book, uh, the first half or something. Um, should be fun. I could see that. And I guess something else... Well, a note I took before you told me about, well, before you kind of took me, brought me over to your side about the demons, the fact that they are kind of just pure evil, that that's actually kind of kind of a cool thing. Um, uh-huh. A note I took before I was of that opinion, which I, I guess I, I still wouldn't be opposed to, uh, is yeah. that if, if the next book would somehow somehow give us a twist about the demons in some sense that not necessarily that they are good but but maybe perhaps something more that we that we don't know something that 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 Freerin uh-huh. maybe doesn't understand or or hasn't experienced before like i think well actually in general to to give Freerin a new type of experience would be fun cuz oh, a yeah. lot of, a lot of the stuff that we've seen is stuff like she's well versed with or that that she's experienced with so yeah i guess that's something that i would like to see pretty soon just something that she's not on top of, I guess. Well, you know, going along with that, there in my second read through, I felt that that demon in in the Himmel flashback when she killed the mayor, mm. she did it because the one woman had had very hostile feelings towards her, and so in in her demon logic, it was like, okay, I'll just kill this guy, and it should work out, right? Um, or, or I kill this guy and give you the daughter. That should that should make it all right. Mm. So, oh, I messed up. Well, okay, I'll keep. I take her as a hostage, and, and obviously didn't get to finish what she was saying, and rightfully so. But maybe yeah. there is, maybe there is something more to that, like helping them understand that that's not okay. <laughs> you know well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> but at the same time, it, it's hard to deny that they are you know, meant to kill humans and that is their mm. kind of purpose. Yeah. So if it, if it does go the, the, the route of helping demons understand, then, uh, you know, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat fine with that. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not like I think it'd be poorly written. I, I, I like the pacing and then the writing in this. So I, I feel that they could probably do a pretty good job, mm. but, um, I'm still kind of hoping that it's a demons are evil kind of stance. Right, right. But I agree. Having Frida and learn something new would be nice as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess she, uh, I guess on a more more emotional plane, she has been growing in that regard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess to be fair, she is still learning and growing. But I guess on in, in this kind of adventure, on the side of the adventure, I suppose, is where I'd like to see more uh, or like something new for her. Fair. But yeah, uh, any any other predictions or anything? I think that's all I I, I got right now. I, cool. You know? Yeah, me too. 
then yeah, that was that was volume two. I man, I, I yeah, again, I really enjoyed this volume. Uh, I probably have a more like I mean, I I loved the first volume, so I was already back then very happy with with the Free and Beyond Journey Journey Sand series. But I I probably enjoy the series even more now after having read the second one. Same. This is a really good volume. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think like maybe it was technically for me at least. I may view it as being kind of on par with the first one because I thought the first one also had some really, really strong moments. Yeah. But just the fact true. that, well, the story has continued and like we're now twice as far into it as we were last time. Um, I I do enjoy the series as a whole more now than I did then, even though I think it's still, just, well, it just continued being just as good, which is really good. <laughs> but yeah, any any final words before we end the episode? I really think that this is going to be animated at some point because i think it's that good it's got to oh my god i remember when when i saw i think when i read this book it was especially when i saw like that scene at the end like the battle between uh fern stark and the demons like it was when i saw that when i read that today and i I just got wow oh my god this has got to be animated i I would love to see this like in color and 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 Mm -hmm. in motion (laughs) and you know something i didn't realize is I, i think it was either 2019 or 2020 it was voted like the number one up and coming manga oh. uh, in in Japan. Yeah, twenty it must have been twenty twenty. I think I think that was when it started. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So I, I was wow. I was wow. So I guess, I guess it's really beloved by uh, well people you know Japanese over there. That's awesome. So I guess it's a I mean, and understandable. It's a, it's it's been great in these past two volumes. So mm. I guess it's just a matter of time before. It, it gets animated. <laughs> yeah, I really, really hope so, and it, yeah, it really, it really deserves it. And also, just based on the popularity that, that I've seen online as well, because I, I feel like, well, well, I mean, the fact that I heard so much praise about it, mm. you know, which was the reason why I, I, I wanted to start, you know, to, well, well, why I suggested we do this on on the podcast. Uh, just the fact that it was, yeah, so many people spoke well of it. I think mm-hmm. is also a very good sign for that. Great. So yeah, here's here's hoping. But yes, I think that is it for this week then. Yeah. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. And we have an Instagram now if anyone's interested <laughs> in checking that out. Uh, just recently started it. Not sure exactly how useful it is for a podcast. But hey, we got one at Umami underscore Manga. And uh, it would also be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 3. Bye-bye! See you later! Wow, I'm really warm right now since I've been holding Shino throughout most of this discussion <laughs> and she's warm so like our body heat the body heat has just kind of made it even warmer. Oh my god. Ugh. Okay, Shino, go play now or do whatever you want to do. Oh, and I'm so f- furry too. She sheds so much. <laughs> oh, my shirt. <laughs>